whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So today we have a super fun conversation for you guys with Lisa Audenweller and her daughter, Lexi. We have a mother-daughter team today, and we were very, very excited to have them. So Lisa is the founder of Chroma Wellness, and Chroma is a premium functional health and superfood company, and they're backed by Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Seinfeld, Amy Schumer, all the greats, and they are simplifying nutritional well-being through superior nutrient-rich products that deliver proven results by changing ingrained behaviors, and they are incredible. You guys have to try their matcha, and their porridge is incredible as well, but today we're talking all about health, balance, resetting, why we reset, what that looks like, and all of that good stuff. So we hope you guys love this episode and let us know your thoughts, but let's just jump right in with Lisa and Lexi. First off, I just want to say I, when I lived, I lived in LA for two years and I would go to beaming literally all the time to get my smoothies and they were the best So I want to know a little bit more about your history in the wellness space and why you decided to start Chroma. Yeah, absolutely. And if you were at the beaming stores in LA, Lexi probably made a smoothie or two for you and was probably serving um, them to you. (laughs) She she at 16 uh, went to LA with me to open all the stores up there and was managing them. And so you guys probably crossed paths at some point. That's funny because Gigi started working in my store in Montauk at age 16. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's It's such a big part, Lexi and I talk about. I mean, so since she was, she started working with Beaming when she was 13, labeling bottles, you know, with her friends at home who were just starting. And then we opened the first cafe in Del Mar and she started working there at 14. And so we've really been doing this together now. Uh, Well, she just turned 24 couple days ago. So 10 years. And, and, you know, the background to kind of dive into the question really is just a passion for wellness my whole life, having grown up in a family where health was a real priority. You know, my grandfather really took care of himself and did a thousand pushups and sit-ups a day. So it was always, you know, he, and then my parents, we never had junk food. So it was always kind of ingrained in my mind that you eat well, you exercise every day. But I always had this idea that I wanted to feel empowered with my health. I wanted to feel like there was something that I could do more than just do what I thought I knew was, you know, like, what? how can I educate myself more? I think as time went on, really starting to question some of the methodologies around Western medicine and the dependency on medication. And so kind of looking at that and, you know, through as I got older and older, and towards my late 30s, really started to experience my own shifts in my own health, both through just hormonal shifts, losing hair, um, more exhausted, a lot more inflammation, workouts were getting hard, brain was foggy, weight gain, you know, the typical things sort of as we get older, especially with a lot of stress and just a lot of toxicities, you know, in our environment and in our food. 
simultaneously, Lexi was on ADD medication at the time when she was young. And that as a parent really just didn't sit well for me. I mean, obviously we don't want our kids ever to be on medication, but at no point in the conversation was there ever a dialogue around like, let's talk about food. You know, it was just like, let's just prescribe medication. That medication actually caused a whole side of effects for Lex where there was like this mood disorder thing that happened. And so then they put her on mood disorder medication. And at that point as a parent, that's where you just sort of draw the line and you're like, I have to take health into my own hands, both for myself and my family, and especially for my daughter. And really at that moment is when we started to really just dig deeper into the power of food and food as medicine. And specifically for Lexi, learning the um, how inflammatory food can be, right? Specifically gluten, dairy, wheat, sugar, processed foods. And I joke now, but thinking back to when, Uh, My kids were young and, you know, this is not that long ago, let's call it 12, 13 years ago, when we thought that whole grain goldfish were good for you and wheat thins, right? Mm -hmm. And we thought we were doing something good and realized that there was blue and red dye and those cute little goldfish, right? And the things that we just weren't as educated and understand how processed our foods were. And so as we started to remove the things that we thought were healthy, Lexi was able to come off of medications and within weeks you know, and I realized if we removed the inflammatory triggers, like she didn't need the medication. So I know that's a long story, but leading to really the why behind both Beaming, the, um, our last brand that we created together and now Chroma, it's always really been around how do we empower people with their health and just feeling like there's, we're, there's so much misinformation out there. And going through our own experience and just the transformation my family had, Lexi specifically, my husband at the time and I, And um, I felt like I had now, I had a responsibility to share this information in a way that was really going to make impact. And the best way that I knew how to do it was to give people experiences. You know, I could write books or write write a blog or something, but the way you really learn is experiencing the power of it. So that was how Beaming started. It worked. You know, it was changing lives. People were feeling the difference. They loved it. It tasted good. We really up-leveled the experience of healthy grab-and-go and making it appeal to a bigger audience. And then from there, we really wanted to go much bigger. How do we reach people everywhere? Not just where there's a beaming cafe, but reach people in any part of the country at any point in time. And that was really the birth of Chroma. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when did you start Chroma? We launched Chroma five months ago, almost six months ago. So still very, very new at uh, the end of July, 2021. And um, we started working on it in 2018. I exited Beaming in 2017. So quickly sort of transitioned into the creation of Beaming and it, of Chroma, which has really evolved over time. And we went back to sort of the thesis that made Beaming so successful, which was to give people that experience, which in our case is the five-day reset that gives the quick results, you know, feel good, fast, put good food in your body for five days, and then really set you up for long-term success and change habits and behavior. I think it's so funny that you mentioned the goldfish because we talk about this all the time. Like I was thinking about the other day how we literally thought Nutella was healthy because it was like hazelnuts. (laughs) And (laughs) it was like, you know, we're getting some good, healthy fats in our diet. Absolutely not just full of sugar and basically just chocolate spread. 
But yeah, I always think about like those little like snacks and stuff like that, where I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is healthy because it's brown bread instead of white bread, even though it's like sliced bread in a package. (laughs) And I think a lot of that has just like come through my own interest in the wellness space and how I've educated myself. And I feel like we've learned together. But Lexi, I want to hear about how you were involved in the creation of Chroma and like what what's your responsibilities with the brand now? So mom and I started Chroma. It used to be a just a superfood latte brand. So we had the beauty matcha, the ultimate vitality, spicy passion, a coffee latte that we're launching next month, I believe, called Powered Mind. So it just started as superfood lattes that um, had coconut cream. And essentially all you had to do was add hot water. So Chroma today is that same concept, but it was just those four SKUs. And this was about three years ago. Um, and about two years ago, we were at a Lewis Howes event. And for those who don't know Lewis Howes, he's like this incredible entrepreneur, um, has this amazing podcast. Um, and he had this motivational um, event in Ohio that he puts on every year. And my mom and I were fortunate um, to be invited to that with Chroma and we were sampling lattes and we were, you know, in, in like the Midwest. So we're like, how can we like get through this next five days without like eating a bunch of like grubby foods, you know? So we got this like random cleanse and we, you know, I, this was our plan to do the cleanse for five days. And I stuck through it the full five days and I did not feel good at all. I didn't lose any weight. I was bloated, like felt terrible. And my mom, like after one day was like, you know what, like this, like I'm not doing this. So she actually just did the chroma lattes and we had like powdered bone broths and she kind of like created her own like piecemeal cleanse that was completely separate to the one that we like bought for this trip. She ended up losing like five, seven pounds, like felt amazing, like super energized, completely opposite of me. So this was kind of like when the wheels got turning, we're like, oh, like maybe we're onto something. Like this is where we can like really build our brand that we have now into something that's like what Chroma is today with the five-day lifestyle program, along with all the daily essentials that get carried into your day every day. So that was kind of like the real birthing story of Chroma and where it came from was two years ago. And during COVID, it was really kind of a blessing. I you know, like, I hate to say that, but it was really a blessing for us to just get like really zeroed in and what we were creating. Her and I like were in the kitchen every single day together creating the recipes and like mixing powders together and, you know, for a whole year and a half and creating these beta cleanses to give out to, you know, potential investors to help fund Chroma. And this was only a year ago. So it's crazy to see like how far it's come since then. So that was really my role in the beginning was helping to create these recipes and just like working with mom side by side and like really being a sponge to like all of her knowledge and Obviously, coming from Beaming since I was 13, I have a lot of knowledge and passion for health and wellness, just like the power of, you know, food as medicine and, you know, repeating what my mom was saying earlier about like, you know, having ADD and just how food has helped me really turn that around. And that's kind of, and now I have a whole different role that we'll we'll kind of get into, but that's how I, I started with Chroma. Okay, so speaking of investors, we have Gwyneth Paltrow, Amy Schumer, Jessica Seinfeld. How did that happen? Really through the incredible investors that we were attracting. I mean, there's a really sweet story. So as we were 
it was, we were raising money. It was very difficult. It was during COVID. You know, I must've had 50 no's before we had a yes. And it was very, very stressful because we were so excited to get this out in the world. And it, because it was COVID, we thought the world needs this now. But people believed in what we were doing, but because it was early, you know, it was hard to get the first yes. About, you know, 14 months ago, we had the first check from Dick Costello from Twitter and and then had other checks, said one from John Callahan from True Ventures, one from Brian Meehan, the former CEO of Blue Bottle. And eventually sort of the, that grew and they made introductions. Um, Jenny Lefcourt made an introduction to a bunch of women. And through that, we kind of got to a point where we had raised half the amount of money that we needed. And it was... February last year, literally, uh, I woke up on a Sunday morning sort of in tears because as an entrepreneur, you're just, when you want your idea, like you're ready, right? And it's like, the time, it's go time. And we didn't have the money yet. And I was in tears. I was tired from having so many conversations and so much excitement over what we were doing, but it just, it's hard to raise money. I remember getting a text from Melody McClowski and she said, check your email. And there was an email from Gwyneth who basically had just reached out and said, I've heard you have a new wellness brand and um, you know what a big fan I am of yours from Beaming and I'd love to hear more. So that was really how Gwyneth came into the story and she was incredibly excited and supportive. She was a huge fan of Beaming. I didn't have a personal relationship with her at a time, but I knew that she loved Beaming. And, and then from there, other investors, Amy Griffin, who's just been incredible. I know um, you guys know her and she's an incredible connector she got involved and made introductions to Jessica and Jessica introduced us to Amy. So really it came from, well, we're 90% funded by women. So I should uh, mention that as well, which I'm so nice. proud of and excited about. It came from passionate people who really believed in what we're doing and wanted to bring in other people that would be excited. And I think what's been so powerful about that is it was sort of all of always my vision was what if we could raise money through a great group of investors. You know, I've raised money before. I did it with Beaming, but and it's not an easy thing to do. But in this case, I wanted to do it with people who would really like just champion. You know, I hadn't seen anyone do it in this kind of crowdfunded way that we did that really would become our marketing strategy. And and it worked. And whether it's a, you know, Gwyneth or Jessica or, or whatever, or it's the mom in Greenwich or San Diego who just really is excited to help us tell the world. We've just had the most incredibly supportive investors and it's, it's made it fun, right? You know, it's, there's a lot that goes into a startup and launching a brand. So being surrounded by so many people that are cheering us on is just really made all the difference in the world. That story gave me chills seriously. Like <laughs> you opening your email, email and seeing yeah. that, it's just incredible. So I want to, I want to talk about how you guys, like your mother-daughter relationship, obviously this podcast is really about us learning from one another and learning from our guests. But since you guys are together working on this project together, we each have our own careers and they inform each other, but Ageless is really like our joint project together. So I think, you know, we can relate to working together on a project, but I think it's just interesting to talk about how maybe one of you has like a certain strength in one area and another and being in touch with like different generations and how those kind of inform how you guys think about the brand. 
I love that question. I don't even know if I've ever thought about it that way. Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, that's a great question. I'm curious about your perspective on that. Because she does bring a whole different, I mean, generationally, right? A whole different perspective. You guys, I mean, we didn't, we didn't grow up, you know, Cindy, we didn't grow up online, right? We didn't have Instagram and and videos. I'm not like, you know, like these guys grew up with taking pictures and you guys know how to like do videos and stuff. And that's how you storytell a brand now. Right. Um, So I think that's something, but I'm curious if you have thoughts about how you sort of how we do things complementary and, and add that value. I think it's something that we're all still trying to learn and social media and the internet is constantly changing and developing and there's new trends and this and that. And even I'm like, not like fully like first in social media, like that's like very much so our generation kit. And I am like still learning so much every day from it. So like the value add that I bring to this company with that is like, I don't know if I add much value add because like, I'm not as well, as well versed as I probably should be. But it's interesting going from beaming that was like a brick and mortar storefront. And, you know, we only had cafes in Southern California, but like had such a nationwide audience. And that was really just through like brand loyalty and word of mouth, like throughout the whole country. And with Chroma, like there's just so much more complexity to the internet and really getting the word out there and promoting on social media and influencers and, you know, podcasts, like there's so much more and it's fun and you get a, like, it's like human connection in a way, Um, you know, it's like all virtual, but like you really get to connect to the masses. And I think that's really interesting. Just understanding a wide demographic of an audience, you know, like I definitely understand my generation and younger, but like having Kit here, it's like I really am, you know, connecting to a younger audience all the time just through our talking about things and hanging out together and, Mm -hmm. you know, learning what's happening. And obviously I know like my mom has built like a global fashion brand and is so successful. But I think like sometimes when I come to the studio, even, and I'm like, Oh, this is how I would style this. Or like out of the collection, I think this is my favorite piece. And my mom's like, Oh, I don't know if we would even like produce that. We weren't even thinking of producing that piece. Like now let's think twice about it because you have like a different style and a different perspective, even though I'm not as well versed, like in the business side of fashion, I think it's interesting to like have those, I guess, like be tapped into different generations. And I'm like, I also think in the wellness space, it's so interesting because things are so like quickly evolving. And even I think there's like sensitivities that like, people have especially around I'm sure like detoxing and and resetting which I want to dive into with you guys as well but I think like my generation there's so much talk around that and like being sensitive to how to you know weight loss conversations and all of that that I think like those conversations are happening in 
like among my friends and I don't know if they would be happening among your friends. Hey, no, I don't know, but that's <laughs> not fair to say. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe me, they are. Maybe me and my friends embrace it more because we see what it's like on the other side, on the dark side, you know, we want to convert over to a healthier lifestyle. And, but also know. I think like another example would be like, obviously I haven't gone through any, hor- I mean, I've gone through puberty, but like, I haven't gone through any hormonal changes or like menopause or any of that, where I think like that would be super, like that would inform how you guys create product and think about marketing that product and everything, which I would have no expertise on. So I think there's, I'm sure there's like a lot to learn in that, in that world as well. There is. And then I think to add to that too, I mean, I think we can all relate to just getting off track, right? So, you know, if it was an overindulgence or a big birthday week or whatever, I mean, no matter what age you are or the holidays, there's always, we all experience those moments where we sort of need that reset, right? Mm -hmm. And so being able to put our minds together for what would her age want for that. And then, you know, what is our, you know, my age and and greater want. And one of the things that's really sort of foundational to Chroma is, you know, how do we change the conversation for women that we don't have to starve ourselves to look and feel good in our bodies. And that's cross-generational, right? Mm -hmm. And so something that I, you know, struggled with, I don't want to call it an eating disorder, but certainly a fear of food, you know, for most of my life and was afraid if I eat that, that I'm going to gain weight and didn't know what I could eat or not eat. And I think there's a lot of women, you know, and and men, but mostly for this conversation, I think, you know, women, you know, we, we are our worst enemy in so many ways. And so something that Lexi and I can have those conversations around and how do we support women with this? And I think one of the things that we're doing together is, through Chroma and the conversations we want to be having like this is the programs that are out there that are really starving you, you know, some of them have a very specific point and purpose, but we just really come from a philosophy that there's just a better way. It's really about lifestyle. It's about supporting long term habits and behavior. It's not about perfection. It is enjoying your wine, you know, or your beautiful, you know, Italian meal or whatever it might be. It's how does that all weave in together and help you be in touch with your body so that you know when you feel your best and how to, how to get back there when you fall off track, which we're all going to. And that's part of life and celebrating life and going on vacation and having too many margaritas or whatever that looks like for you, but knowing also how to come back. So all generations can, can relate to that too. So five days you reset. Mm-hmm. Tell us I, what. Oh, yeah, I want to I hear about the reset And I also, I want to hear about how it's different because I think obviously like I was introduced to the concept of cleansing or like quote unquote detoxing from juice cleanses. And I remember like when those were so popular and it was just like not sustainable at all. Like cayenne pepper. Just like so, like not no nutritional density, like literally not helpful at all, probably. So wait, can I tell that story about how I have a friend who was on the cayenne pepper cleanse and he, we went wakeboarding and he was so weak that he dropped the wakeboard and it ended up sliding down the side of the boat and knocking all my front teeth out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're against <laughs> juice cleanses here. Yeah. Don't starve yourself. It can lead to 
Very expensive dental work. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a great story to why that's not very good for us and it affects everyone around you. Um, and so um, I, I think, you know, that is, that's actually how beaming started was it was during the big juice, you know, juice craze cleanse heyday. And I watched all my friends juice cleanse from Monday through Wednesday, and then they would party Thursday to Sunday and do this, you know, routinely every week so that they could quote, get skinny for the weekends. And I thought, I am not a doctor, but I know this cannot be good. For <laughs> so, um, and then just really looking at the nutritional profile of, I've always asked the question, why? Like, what are we doing? What's the bigger purpose here? So whether it was the master cleanse, the why, you know, water, cayenne pepper, or a juice cleanse, you know, looking at just that, the macronutrient profiles, what is this teaching us? What is the bigger purpose of this? Um, and then looking at a juice cleanse specifically, most of them and the most popular ones at the time had 220 grams of sugar a day. I mean, you shouldn't have more than 50 grams a day, let alone 220 on a so-called healthy program. And I used to joke that you're better off eating Snickers all day because at least then you'd have some protein and fat, right? Like, mm-hmm something to sustain you. And I'm, I'm kidding, not kidding, right? So part of, again, the methodology that went into beaming and saying here with Chroma was really about, again, empowerment, changing habits and behavior, nourishment, and, and how do we give you food that fuels you, doesn't end up in a situation like happened what happened to you, Cynthia. And, you know, where you feel like you can show up in your life, you can do your wakeboarding, you can show up for your kids. You can have a, a normal meal with your family at night. You can exercise. Your brain is functioning probably even better, right? Because you don't have any, you know, the, the excess of gluten or, or alcohol or too much caffeine or dairy or whatever it might be that might slow your system down. So when you fuel it so well, you, you, you're optimized versus depleted those juice cleanses, those water fasts. I mean, there's certain programs that maybe have a scientific purpose to them. And I think those under the care of a doctor are a different thing, but what we're really doing is a lifestyle program. And I think the other piece of that is important that I've always also questioned was, so then what, right? So you do this program three days, five days, whatever that those programs may be that are out there, but what happens after? so often when we've done these programs and I know everyone listening probably has done something where, okay, so you lost a couple pounds, you hopefully you feel better, whatever that means. But then what do you do? And you feel like you're just kind of like hanging off a cliff afterwards because you don't know what to do on day six. Where we've really focused is the after is actually really where the real transformation happens. I always say that the, the, the reset, the five days is the awakening. It's really when you fuel your body, you feel good, you become more mindful, you realize it, at least with Chroma, that it can be an enjoyable experience, that you don't feel depleted. And then you're set up because you now have learned new habits and tools that you can carry forward into everyday life because the products that you loved on the reset, you can continue to to add into your everyday life, whether it's our morning matcha. It's called the beauty matcha. And you start your day with a beautiful matcha that has collagen and turmeric and ginger and maca and a blend of beauty mushrooms. And it's delicious. And you can't believe that you get to start your day after fasting, you know, all night with this beautiful matcha, right? We're not taking caffeine away from you. We're just giving you a healthier caffeine. Most people who do our program, I mean, considering that most people are coffee drinkers, if they come into it as a coffee drinker, I would say 80% convert to the matcha after, And that's a win, right? Because they feel the difference. 
and they realize, wow, I didn't realize that caffeine was making me, the coffee was making me feel so jittery or anxious or irritable or crashing or whatever might happen when you, when we do too much caffeine, especially your, sorry, coffee. So it's those little wins that build on themselves. You're having two bone broths today. It could be a veggie or a bone broth and you feel so nourished and you feel so satiated and you feel good in your body. So that's an easy thing to incorporate after, right? I'm sure with you guys and us, like we're so busy, we live on Chroma. That's the part that appeals to me so much is that you can be on the go and you're using the, the program and everything you need is in there. Like I've always said, like if I could just pop a pill and that would be my lunch, I'd be psyched. My like, mom just has like no going. attachment like to food at all. Like if she could just drink a, you know, smoothie that had all of the nutrients she could ever yeah. need for the entire bone day. Broth. I love bone broth. Or like get like a drip or something like <laughs> once a week and then just be good. Like she would do that. But for those of us who are normal and like actually enjoy food, I want to talk about food. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just not top of my, I don't have like, I don't think about it a lot. Yeah. But if it's there, I eat everything in sight, but (laughs) I just don't, I just don't really like to think about it. She has like no attachment to it. Yeah. But I, what I really loved when I was researching Chroma was that you guys are, the problem that I have with a lot of like cleanses or resets or meal plans in general is that I think a lot of them ignore the fact that people need to eat different amounts and different things in order to feel, you know, full, satiated, like ready to take on the day. And from my research, I know you guys are pretty flexible with the reset and like adding different things in. And I'm wondering like where the importance of flexibility and like feeling great and having that time to reset, but also understanding that everyone's different and everyone needs to like have add different things into their diet in order to feel good. And that's a huge part of the program as well is like breaking adding chicken or veggies to the bone broths or like adding berries to berries to your super porridge, blueberries, spinach to your smoothie, like really kind of creating more of like a lifestyle factor. So it's like, you don't feel like you're cleansing throughout the five days. Like you're actually making meals and it's something that you can carry on afterwards. Like it really is a lifestyle program. And, you know, like we're not like taking out your calories, like you're getting a fair amount of calories, but like if weight loss is your goal and like, on average, people lose about five pounds just by taking out like gluten, dairy, sugar, fueling your body with like really important nutrients and superfoods. So we really have the base of the program is like to, to be a lifestyle. That's really like the idea that was behind it. And then, and then to what Lexi's saying too, is customizable. So that flexibility that you talked about, right, is that we have that foundational program. Uh, a lot of people don't finish all the food. It's actually too much food right? When she and I do the program, I usually have, let's say you have 10 things a day, right? I probably end up having six, right? I don't need as much and I still can exercise and, but I feel nourished and I do add the protein. We have these three protocols that are in the, the handbook in the brochure that you get. And then on the app as well, which is they called lean lifestyle and active. 
And you ask, we ask some questions and really help guide people based on, you know, where they're at and what their goals are. And, you know, an elite athlete can do this because they can add avocado and coconut cream and more protein or whatever they need. It's also teaching you, again, just that mindfulness in being aware of how do I feel? Like, am I really hungry or do I need just a glass of water? I love the creativity that you, I mean, that's sort of the fun part, I think, is like, what can I add to this? What can I do to customize this? And I, I think that is, that is the fun. Of and it's not, no two bodies are alike, right? So what you need and what your mom needs is very different, right? And, and so I think that's also, I think an important part of this is really, we didn't want to treat everyone the same. We wanted to give you again, those foundational elements. And some people need the smoothie. Some people don't. Something else that you said, Kit, that I did want to address is, um, we are totally total foodies, right? So I came from San Francisco. I moved to San Diego. San Diego is not a food town. I go to LA every week to get my food, right? <laughs> I go to Erewhon Market or to some good kitchen. I go out to the restaurant. So we very much are foodies. What we also though need, and Cynthia, you touched on this, I and mean, we're we're all working so so much. I don't really have time to think about food, but it's important. So for us to start the day with the beauty matcha and have porridge for breakfast and feel totally nourished, you know, to keep going, right. And sustain and show up fully and be able to have a matcha, you know, for bone broth, I I had calls all day. So I just had our bone broth for lunch. You know, it just makes it easy, but I also feel good. And if I go out for a nice dinner, great, you know, that fits too. So it's, again, it's meet you where you're at, and make it work for you as it fits your lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's the flexibility is like so, so important. And I'm really, really happy you guys like put emphasis on that. So I want to talk about you guys a little bit more. And on our podcast, we're always talking about like the three pillars of optimal health, which exercise, mental health, nutrition. And I feel like we have a pretty good handle on the nutrition aspect of your guys's life, but I want to ask about the exercise and mental health aspects and what you guys do in those areas. Yeah. So I, like my mom and I probably consume Chroma like six to eight times a day. So it's definitely like heavily in our lifestyle and our everyday meal plan, or just like what we eat every day. Um, I exercise like try to like four to five days a week. Mom exercises every single day, sometimes twice a day. (laughs) Um, And it could be a power walk, right? I just am very much, I mean, since I was little, I was, I've always exercised, you know, I was the last kid, right. And came home from school and hit tennis balls along, you know, against the, the garage door or played soccer in the backyard or went jump roping or road bikes. So it's just been in me because I know mentally how much better I feel. I mean, it, I would say it's, it's, it's more mental even than physical. Right. And not to mention that just from an ageless standpoint, you know, specific to the punk, like there's it's yes, food is a big piece of our overall health and staying young and longevity and all those things. But it's all of the things that you're talking about. It is that mental health and I mean, stress is the biggest, the biggest killer. Right. So and it's the biggest actually cause for inflammation in the body outside of food. Right. So how do you maintain that? And, you know, exercise, of course, and movement and and bone strength is so critical. Muscle is part of that, that massive, huge part of longevity. So it's a commitment that we both have. And for me, I don't know. I mean, it's funny when I hear people say they don't have time to work out. 
you know, I'm a single mom. I have three kids. I live back and forth between two cities, run a company. I make time, even if it means, you know, a power walk for two hours while I'm on a conference call, which happens a lot. Or if it's a hit workout where all I have is 25, 30 minutes, but I, I moved. So um, a lot of times I'll do a power walk listening to a podcast, whether it's, you know, like this, but I know how do I feed my brain, you know, while and, and check out because I think that's so important. And I think when you are juggling a lot, whether you're running a company, you know, whether your work is demanding, whether you're a parent, you know, hardest job in the world is being a parent with young kids, right? So how do you make sure you take care of you in the midst of the chaos of life? And the only person who's going to, to do that for you is you, right? And you know, someone's not going to come in and say, okay, I mean, maybe, but you know, now it's time to exercise or now it's time to do your meditation. Like you have to make the commitment for that. And that's something that I know I'm certainly very committed to. And Lexi's grown up with that. I mean, since she was four, I mean, she was on my back being hiked through the hills of you know the Bay Area. <laughs> so, you know, and rollerbladed <laughs> and pushed in the stroller. So it's sort of just been ingrained in her and, you know, since she was little. Yeah, I think we're definitely on that same wave. We have talking about like making a healthy diet a lifestyle is the same way that I think about exercise and movement. I think it's like we live a very active lifestyle. I mean, my mom bikes back and forth to work every single day <laughs> and I get movement in every single day as well. And I think that is like huge game changer for overall health. And I feel like those three pillars are kind of like, they all need, you need to have little touch points on all of those three pillars. Cause I think even if you were, you know, if you had the best, most quote unquote, perfect diet in the world and you were having no gluten, no sugar, no alcohol, nothing, but you're sitting at home all day in your sweatpants and like not moving your body and not lifting weights or not like, you know, building that muscle mass, like you're just as unhealthy as if you were eating Snickers all day, you know? So I think those three pillars are just like, you need to have touch points on all of those. And there's no, there's no point in being like perfect in one of those areas. And it's, and it's the balance to all of it. I mean, there's times where, you know, maybe I'll go a few days, you know, without being able to exercise, but it's also having sort of the compassion and forgiveness for that. Like it's okay. Right. It's a couple of days, but the commitment is always there. I want to add to it too, kid, is I think from mental health wellness. And I think that for, big piece, sort of an offshoot of that, or maybe it's its own category is connection. Because I know, you know, that's something that, especially with as much as we work and how intense it is right now, we have a small team, things are moving fast, you know, we're, we're growing fast. And I know that how off I get, no matter how much good food I eat or how I exercise, I have to have connection, you know, with people, you know, obviously my family, I've got two teen, teenage boys, they're 17 and 18, I only have them half time. So it's so critical. And I find how, you know, I will get sort of like just sad and depressed if I'm not connecting with people. Uh, I could be doing everything else right, but that's a big one too. And I know that one for me personally, that sort of fuels my soul. I 100% agree with you on that. How do you do it? Do you call people? 
out of a million text groups, I think that we probably all started through COVID that were just our sanity groups, right? That kind of kept us going and sending funny things or what it might be. But I need that in person. I think most of us do, which of course through COVID was, was really challenging. But I mean, last week I went to LA all week. I have such a huge network of friends up there and I was starving, you know, for connection because a lot of times in San Diego, we're just, I'm just working, 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 and I needed to go play. I mean, that's, I guess, yeah. connection and play are like hand in hand for me. I needed to go, I needed to go laugh. We had dinner. Oh, when I, no play makes Lisa doll entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Very so, so true. I went to dinner one night and it was like four girls and I left dinner and we both sent, we all sent messages in the morning. We're like, we're still laughing. And we're like, we have no idea what we talked about because it was of no substance at all. We just laughed all night and it was just the best night and it's what we all needed. And so that I think, or just being silly, you know, that's one thing that this one brings out of me is like, sometimes I forget, you know, I think I'm her age, which is fine in my mind. Um, I get to pretend no, that so much we just giggle all yeah. day. I mean, we <laughs> self-entertain and find the silly, I mean, it could be over the cats. I don't know, but we, we really <laughs> do find a lot of entertainment out of the simplest things. Well, that's truly being ageless. So that's yeah, perfect. Totally. <laughs> I want to I ask you guys, I think through all of this, we've been talking a lot about resetting and achieving your goals, regardless of what that looks like for you. But I want to know how you guys think about maintaining a healthy lifestyle and achieving some version of optimal health while also having balance while, you know, going out with your girlfriends and laughing and drinking too many margaritas or, you know, having that latte in the morning, even though we know caffeine isn't the best ever for our cortisol levels or whatever it is. It's like, how do we achieve optimal health while also having like an enjoyable life and quality of life and fun? I think it's all the things that we're talking about, right? I mean, I think something that I always have to check in, you know, with myself or my team, you know, is that the to-do list never ends, right? There's always more to do in life. And so I think it's really about having those boundaries and really being committed to those self-practices, you know, whatever it is that fuels you up. And again, you know, whether it's with food, I mean, I love my trips to New York and LA and, and wherever, you know, San Francisco where I get to eat really, really well and, and then balance, you know, with, with how I eat when I'm not there and the exercise. And maybe it's going for the walk with a friend because you have a window where she and I take a ton of walks together, just talking life and then masterminding business together. Um, I think it's finding, you know, fitting it in, you know, and really just having a commitment to it. Um, because again, like we said before, no one else is going to do that for you. So you really have to be committed to those practices. And I don't think it's as hard as we make it. You know, yes, juggling a lot is hard. And there's times where I'm just like, oh my God. And she watches me. She's like, mom, I don't know how you do it. Being able to just find kind of those moments, you know, the moments where you, even if it's like five minutes to go breathe, go look at the sun, the sunset or whatever those things are that are going to keep you fueled up. And I don't think it takes as much as we, we try to overcomplicate things. I think sometimes if I can't get an hour workout in, then I can't work out or if I can't eat perfectly. I might as well not eat, you know, well at all. Or, you know, I just think, you know, if I can't, I think we have these restrictions that sometimes then prevent us from actually just even taking this first step. 
I definitely agree with that. And sometimes I'm fall into that cycle as well. I'm like, well, I haven't worked out once this week so far, so I'm not going to work out for the rest of it. And <laughs> today, <you> know, <laughs> if you feel like you failed like a little bit, sometimes it's easy to just like let go of everything. And I think that's when really like the lifestyle aspect and the balance aspect comes in. I guess just to wrap it up a little bit, I want to ask you guys, one of the questions that we ask all of our guests on Ageless is what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I love that question. I'd love to hear what my daughter says. (laughs) Um, Makes me feel like a kid. For me, I love helping people. So I know that anything I do in my life, that will always be like my ethos and what I lead with. And even working with my mom all these years, like that's always been the ethos of all of her companies is like helping people live like a happy, healthy life. And whatever I choose to do in the future, like I know that I want to lead with that kind of same intention. I don't know what it is, though. (laughs) I think for for what I want to be when I grow up, I feel like I am, you know, who I want to be when I grow up. I mean, as far as just really hopefully living in authenticity and you know, I do look forward to more play in my life. That seems to be the word when people, you know, think of me and, um, and I look forward to more of that. Um, but I also, you know, as Lexi was saying, I think that so much of my purpose, you know, here is, is to hopefully, you know, um, positively impact lives and to help people transform and live these happier, healthier lives. Um, and so I feel like right now I'm, I'm a kid at heart, um, and hope to be, you know, as I continue to get older and really being able to have that, you know, compassion for myself as I get older, because that's at the whole process in itself for women, but really just staying young at heart and continuing to contribute in the world. And, but definitely, I mean, I, so this isn't necessarily the answer to your question, Kit, but I personally am very, very excited to just continue to work on being more and more just present and in gratitude, just, you know, in life. And that is a practice. So didn't necessarily answer your question, but those are the things that are top of mind for me. No, totally. Uh, I love that. I like the, I like the childlike and play part of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're both maybe aging backwards, Benjamin Button style or something. I love that. (laughs) I feel that way. I love when Lexi's friends say that she's like, you know, can your can your mom come? Can she come out with us? And I'm like, yes. You know? I'm like, that. Sometimes I'll leave her places and she'll just like stay out and I'll go home and go to sleep. (laughs) That is so cool. I love it. It is so beautiful to see, you know, your relationship. And I just feel like this is just so special and it's so unique to be able to share this, you know, with each other, like you guys do and like we do. And maybe hopefully we can be an inspire inspiration to, you know, to other mother daughter doers, duos. It's a very, very, I feel like it's a very, very special bond and a great way to work together and inspire each other. So you guys are our idols. True. (laughs) Thank you. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you guys and Chroma. So you can find us at chromawellness.com and then also on Instagram at chromawellness. And um, you can also find Lexi and I, and certainly always happy to take DMs from anyone on Instagram. I'm Lisa Odenweller on Instagram and 
I'm here. Lexi Odemiller on Instagram. So, but we <laughs> love you guys. Matcha, guys. It's next level. Seriously. <laughs> yes, Thank so you. I like it. I love our matcha. Yeah. And we sent you some goodies, I think, a week or two. Yes. Ago. So we've been, we've been diving into <laughs> that and they're amazing. They're amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. This has been such a delight. Yeah, thank you so much. um, We'd love to continue the conversation and and certainly welcome everyone's questions and input. So thank you. Hope you guys love this episode. And thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 